this morning. We thank you for your presence this morning. Father, this morning as we celebrate Mother's Day, I pray this morning for every mother. Lord, you fill their heart with your love. Sometimes as woman, as mother, and as a wife, we feel lonely, Lord. We cannot share our burden or our struggle with anyone else. But we thank you, and we're so grateful that we have you. Overwhelm every mother's heart with your love and your presence this morning. As we learn from your word this morning, Father, we pray you open everyone's spiritual eyes. Holy Spirit, you translate everyone so that we can understand your word and we want to apply your word into our life so that you bless our family. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Happy Mother's Day. Who join also Happy Mother's Day for those who join online. So Leo Tolstoy in The Lion and Honeycomb writes, Yes, woman, mother in your hand more than any those of any in those of anyone else lies the salvation of the world. So mothering matters not only to child and to the mother, but also to the world where we live. And many young mother concerned or afraid that their children would leave their, their faith once they become adult. So many children who become 18 years old and who go to the university, they uh, have experienced moral issues and uh, because of the influence of the environment, so they fall into immorality and they find justification because they don't know how to handle their guilt and conscience. They come home and say, Mom and Dad, I have left Christianity, and I have become an atheist. So this is the struggle of all our parents today. Now, may, many of you may heard about this sermon, Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 to 28. The faith of a Canaanite woman. Uh, verse 21, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. Jesus was silent. So his disciple came to him and urged him, send her away, for she kept crying out after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the Lordship of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me. And she said, uh, uh, she said, and Jesus replied, this is not right to take the children's bread and toss it 
or throw it, throw it away to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to this woman, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted, and your daughter, and her daughter was healed at that moment. Who want to become a woman of great faith? Everyone, I think no one in this room who don't want to get married and have children. Everyone have the desire. Now, a little bit background of the, uh, of the, of the history. Until this time, Jesus had performed his ministry only in the area of Galilee. And he was under pressure because the Israel, who they expected Jesus to be the Messiah who delivered them from the oppressive Romans. And King Herod, even the scribe and the Pharisee, wanted to kill Jesus. That's why Jesus withdrew to the area of Tyre and Sidon to have rest and to uh, with his disciple and to prepare his disciple for his crucifixion. So this Canaanite woman was from Syro-Phoenician race. Uh, you can read in Mark chapter 7. She was a pagan and an idol worshiper. When you know Canaanites, they worship idol and their culture was filled with sexuality, immorality, occultism, and adultery. Filled with any evil things. So that's why in Old Testament we heard that Lord God uh, commanded Israel to kill all the Canaanites. Even the Canaanites, they sacrificed their children to their idol. So that's why God hated Canaanite. And in this story, this is the New Testament. Jesus healed the daughter of a Canaanite woman. Is that so wonderful, our Jesus? And this Canaanite woman, we don't know when she repented, but she turned from, his, from her idol worship. She turned from her uh, pagan world. And she came to Jesus. She said, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. She addressed Jesus and acknowledged Jesus' sovereignty and Jesus' omnipotent. And he see us for Jesus' mercy. Mercy is the work, redemption work of Jesus. She acknowledged Jesus and treated Jesus with dignity and expectancy. Repentance comes from a heart with deep and sincere sense of unworthiness. When she pleaded for mercy, she, in, his, in her heart, she said, I'm not worthy. I'm, does, I don't 
deserve your help, Jesus. But I come to you, I worship you, I plead for your mercy. How many of us, when we approach Jesus, we acknowledge Jesus' sovereignty? Come with humble heart and ask for Jesus' mercy. Charles Spurgeon said, Repentance is inseparable of faith. Faith and repentance go together. If you repent, your faith will grow stronger and stronger. Number two, she was a persistent woman. She overcame her religion and her cultural barriers. She could say, we Canaanite, we have our own religion. I don't need the Jews. I don't need the help from the Jews. But he came, she came to Jesus. How many of us, because of our religion, we reject Jesus and we reject to worship Jesus? Culturally, these Canaanites was hated. The Canaanites was hated by the Jews because of the Old Testament. So she could say, I would rather see my daughter suffer rather than to go to the Jews. And it isn't mentioned where was her husband and this mother come, came as single mother pleaded to Jesus. And it is also difficult in that time in the male-dominating culture for this woman to come to see Jesus and his 12 disciples, altogether 13 men. She didn't care because Jesus was her only hope. The idols cannot help her. He left her pagan family, religion, and her relative and came to Jesus for help. Number three, she passed Jesus' test of faith. Often when we come to Jesus, Jesus tests our faith. In James chapter 1, it says, Jesus, God tested our faith so that we can have a strong faith. The first test, Jesus silent. This woman come to Jesus, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus was Silent. How many of us we experience Jesus' silence when we pray? Sometimes Jesus delay his answer because he wants us to change. And while this woman kept crying before Jesus, and the disciple look at Jesus and they misunderstood Jesus. And they saw Jesus as uh, Jesus ignored this woman and they urged Jesus to send this woman away. But Jesus said, I was sent to the Lordship of Israel. It must be painful for this woman. And she could say, I don't need the religion or the God like you. It's enough. But 
the woman show no resentment or bitterness. She was determined to have her daughter safe or healed. Test number two, Jesus seeming rejection. When Jesus said, I was sent to the Lordship of Israel, this woman knelt down and worshipped Jesus. And she said, with a desperation and humility, Lord, help me. Again, Jesus, Jesus refused her and said, it is not right to give the bread of the children and throw it to the dogs. Children referred to Israel and dogs referred to Gentiles. Here, dogs mean the household dogs or pet. And this woman uh, used to hear a lot of this bottom, children and Gentiles. And it doesn't stop her. And she said to Jesus, even the crumb that fell from the master's table is enough. Even a leftover of Jesus' mighty power is enough for me. That was all I asked. This woman knew she was sinful. She doesn't deserve God's help. But she show no right self-righteousness or no pride. Just come and worship Jesus with desperation. How many of you today, when we come to Jesus and pray for something, we come with a heart of desperation? Sometimes God delays his answer to our prayer just to make sure that our faith go stronger. We trust him. We believe in him fully. There is no other help except you, God. The woman could tolerate and God silence and Jesus' rejection. Jesus look at this woman's heart. This woman has faith. He is, she is humble. She won't give up. And Jesus declared, Woman, you have great faith. Woman, you have great faith. And your request is granted. How good is it? You have a great faith and your request is granted. And at the moment, the Bible say, the daughter was healed. When we come to Jesus, we must come with acknowledgement, his sovereignty, and his omnipotent. As for his mercy, we must repent to get our faith grow and grow stronger every day. Pray with persistent heart, with faith and persistent. Number three, we must have faith for what we have prayed for. Jesus knew that I, at Tyre and Sidon, he would encounter the Canaanite woman. 
because he is God. He knew everything. Jesus want to show his disciple the value of persistent faith. And he teach them how to distinguish between genuine faith and superficial faith. Many Christians have superficial faith. And number two, he show his disciple his mercy and grace is available to the Gentile as well. In the Old Testament, God commanded Israel to kill Canaanites. And in New Testament, God, Jesus, healed the child of the Canaanite woman. Jesus is so gracious. He is God of mercy. Matthew chapter 8, Jesus again said to a centurion that he has a great faith. This was a Roman centurion, and he came to Jesus, Lord, please heal my servant. And this centurion said, continue saying, Lord, I am a man of authority. If I say to my soldier, you go, and they will go. If I say to them, you come, they will come. So Lord, just say a word from where you are, my servant will be healed. This is a great faith. And Jesus said, I have, have not found a great faith with anyone in Israel. Jesus gave a centurion, Roman centurion, and a Canaanite woman, a reward of a great faith. In the Bible, there is little faith and great faith. When Peter walked on the water and he saw storm and the wave, he was at doubt and he began to sing. And Jesus grabbed his hand and said, you are of little faith. Why are you in doubt? As Christian, we must grow our faith from little faith, grow to bigger faith, and bigger faith to great faith. This is our responsibility as a Christian. Now, how can we apply this into our life? First, I see a lot of single uh, or not married in, in this room. So I give prayer list before I continue with the family. The prayer list, if you are young and single, pray that you would know God personally. Open your spiritual, ask God to open your spiritual eyes. You need God in your life. Number two, pray for your companion. Marriage is the second most important decision in our life after salvation. Your future, whether you're happy or not, whether you, your future is good or not, depends on who are you marrying. Number three, because this is Mother's Day, 
pray how you would honor your parents. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 Honor your father and mother and this is the commandment with a promise. The Bible says this is the only commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. Pray, how can you honor your father and mother? Pray for the unsafe, your parent, your brother or your sister or your relative, your colleague, your boss. Pray for them if you are single and young. Now I continue. If you are a parent or a mother, pray firstly. Lord, change me. Before you pray for your children, Lord, change me. How can God change you? Uh, the Bible says, verse 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, Always be joyful and never stop praying. Praying is the bread of a Christian. If you're a Christian, you don't like to pray. That is the question. Matthew chapter 21 verse 22 If you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer this is God's promise if you believe he answer your prayer I personally believe that God answer my prayer First how can we change we pray that we have greater faith we have faith so that we can approach God persistently and never give up until God answer my prayer. Number two, if you are a parent, you pray for your children, pray for wisdom and knowledge. When to help, when not to help. When to uh, encourage them, when to preach to them, and when not, not give them advice. They have too much advice, actually. And do not criticize your children. You will hurt them. The Bible says, don't hurt your children. Number three, we pray as parents that we don't feel with guilt. If we, as parents we feel with guilt, we cannot walk in God's purpose or God's plan. And we will become a permissive parent. You just allow your children to do anything in your life. Number four, when we pray of, for our children, how can Lord change me so I can be a model for my children? If you, uh, as spouse or, uh, yeah, if you have, if you and your spouse submit to each other, your children will learn to be submissive. Start from you and your husband. Be submissive to each other and your children will learn submission. Now, and if you have passion for God and his word, your children will have passion for God too. They just see you and follow you. Before you start uh, to encourage your children to read the Bible, you better start with yourself reading the Bible. If your children see 
that you pray a lot, of course, they will pray. If you admit your failure or your behavior or your word and you ask for forgiveness, your children will be more humble. If you experience difficulty in your life or your any struggle, be honest to your children. Ask them to pray for you. Because children see the parents' integrity. There is one perspective from my experience that I want to share. Genesis chapter 17, eight, verse 8 to 9. The whole land of Canaan, where you now reset as a foreigner, I will give you as an everlasting possession to you and your descendant after you. And this is God's promise. I will be their God. And God promised, this is God speak to Abraham. I will give them possession if you make sure I will be their God. Our purpose as parents, we make our children to know God as their own God. And there is continue, uh, God said to Abraham, under one condition, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, for the generation to come. Under one condition, Abraham, you have to teach your children about my covenant, your children's children, your generation to come about my covenant, and I will be their God. I will bless their life. This is God's business. It's not our business. Deuteronomy chapter X verse 5. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Number seven, repeat them and teach them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Teach them again and again about the words of God. Verse 10, the Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestor Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large prosperous city that you did not build. Jane Hendrick, an author, said that moms are more concerned about making a better world for their children, then they are making better children for this world. I repeat again, moms are more concerned about making a better world for their children than they are about making better children for their world. Parents, we think we work hard to provide for our children. If you are too busy, with what you are doing and in your community. You won't have time and energy to teach your children about God. You think if you put your children into a Christian school, into Sunday school, they will obey you? They will obey God? 
this is according to my own experience. Most parents fail in the transition from children knowing God through their parents to them knowing God as their own God. In this transition, most parents fail. So, when I pray for my children, I always remind God, God, Lord, you are their God. They love you and they serve you. You love them. You are their God. Help them, God, with their mortgage, with their struggle, with anything they have. I remain God. God, you are their God. Number two, surrender your children to God. Say to God, Lord, Rebecca is yours. Ruth is yours. Chris is yours, Lord. I leave my burden to you. This is not my burden. Parents, our children need desperately our prayer. Children in any development, in any stage of their development, they have their own struggle, especially teenager and young adult. They need your prayer desperately. And this word, try to teach our children to determine for their own life, even their own gender. If our children will filled with guilt, that's all. They will destroy their own life. They need desperately our prayer. Number three, Lord, change my children's heart. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, I quote it from a, a contemporary English version. The God who ruled this world has blinded the mind of the unbeliever. The Lord who ruled this world has blinded the mind, the eye of our children. So we need to pray that God can touch their heart and open their heart so they can see God and believe God. Number three, number four. When we pray for our children, if your children grow up young adult or adult or teenager, sometimes we must allow our children to live with the consequence of their sin. It sounds, I think most people will won't agree with this, but you have to agree because this is the word of God. The story of the prodigal son. When the prodigal son asked, the younger son asked the money or inheritance from his father, and then he went to foreign land, he spoiled his life, which left his life until one day he was broke and he was hungry and he did not have anything to eat. He didn't have money. But if you read the Bible, the father did not seek or look for the prodigal son to, do, to go to the foreign land and give the money to eat. No. But the Bible says when this young man was hungry 
and he long he worked at the pig farm and he longed for the pig food. Finally, he came to his senses and he came home. He met his father. Sometimes when they live in the consequence of their sin, God can make them think and bring, bring them back with their senses. There is a story of a, an older man. He, the man is still alive, alive by the way. He had pay off her more, his mortgage, his house. And he has a rebellion son, his younger son. This son divorced, went to divorce and committed uh, uh, business fraud and then he became bank bankrupt and his father think better I help my son and he sold his house and lent his money to his younger son and his son lost all his money again and today this old man has to rent a house to live. That's why when we pray, we ask for God's wisdom yeah. and knowledge when to help and when not. Yeah. If you spoil your children, young parents, if you spoil your children with money and give, you are encouraging them to worship mammon. Jesus said, you have to choose between me and Mammon. Don't spoil them with money and gift. Most wealth, most children from the wealthy family I know, they see dollars when they see their parents. Before I close, there is one story from uh, Monica. Monica was a committed, a mother, committed Christian. Monica was uh, uh, in arranged marriage and she married an unbeliever. And Monica has three children, two walk with God and one rebel. And Monica used to cry and pray for this lost son. And one day, he went to the bishop, and the bishop told him, taught her, a son with so many tears will not be perished. Your son will be saved. And one day, before Monica passed away, his, her son got saved, as well as her husband. And you know who is this son? This son is Saint Augustine. Saint Augustine is very famous and important for the church history. And Saint Augustine shared his testimony how he got saved. And he said, one day I was in the park 
and I hear children sing a song. Pick it up and read it. Pick it up and read it. Again and again, pick it up and read it. And he said in his heart, as if God commanded him to open the Bible because he was unbeliever, he just flipped the Bible and opened and read Romans chapter 13, verse 13 to 14. It says, because we belong to the day, we must live decent life for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Verse 14, instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desire. St. Augustine said when he read that verses, his heart flooded with the light of Christ and he repented. And he said, my mother had flooded this earth with her tears. Parent, your children need your prayer. Be a woman of great faith. God bless you.